Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Boy, oh boy, did I have a morning today. Yeah. Um, well, I got to work. Um, I started going blind in one eye because I get migraines. Um, so I took an Excedrin and then uh, briefly thought that I was having a major allergic reaction to a medication for the first time in my life. Was not the case, but now I think I might be getting sick. So we're, so do- like- we're doing great. So, like, the cold symptoms you thought were, like, allergic reaction symptoms. Because I took an Excedrin for, like, I've taken, like, the, like, I took the generic, but, like, you know, they have the little wall first aid kit in various workplaces that just has little packets of any and everything. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I, you know, I go blind in one eye before I get a migraine. I should head this off. That's a smart decision. So I, like, took the name brand excedrin for the first time like ever and then i like immediately just start coughing like a motherfucker like Mm. not five minutes later just like throat is super itchy i'm like what's happening and then i like felt like really like lightheaded it was weird so maybe dental like or maybe the um the other symptoms are related to like like in the migraine or like have a common cause i have absolutely no idea but so that was um an interesting morning for me sounds fun it's great we're um we're absolutely crushing it uh how about you did you get to go home from work work? no oh just checking no i i mean i didn't even like it's not like i asked to go home i just went and like sat in the crew quarters for like 20 minutes and was like okay well i don't think i'm dying so back out we go yeah i that's one like unfortunate thing about being an adult is like if you're a kid you got like the slightest symptoms you're like well i'm not going to school today you know and you get waited on and you don't have to do like anything except watch tv and then when you're an adult the bar changes yeah they're like (laughs) fuck you function it's like, are you physically dying? Are, are you capable of standing up? Keep doing it. But also, that is, a, that is um, uniquely American. Yeah. Capitalist hellscape. That's so true. Like, you know, I hit my head the other day, and I was like, I probably shouldn't be teaching classes, because I don't even know what I'm saying, because I've been in, like, a fog ever since. My head's been hurting ever since. And yet, have I done literally anything different? No. 
No. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, I didn't go uh, to my running workout yesterday, but that's about it. Yay, you get one hole punched on your saying no to things card. Yeah, I figured if I tried to, like, exert myself like that, I might fall over, so. Well, I appreciate that you didn't do that. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I feel like that's such a, so emblematic of it, too, that I'm just, like, it's, I'm, like, almost 100% now that I have a concussion because my head has not stopped hurting for three days. And so it's, like, did I go to a doctor? Did I relax? No. Did everything exactly the same. <laughs> what a culture. America. Fuck yeah. Yeah. It's... It's not, like, and I it mentioned to colleagues, like, you can actually see the cuts on my head and oh, stuff. Yeah. You know, and, like, they didn't seem at all phased. So. There's some video I've seen. It was, like, someone posted on Reddit. It's like, oh, what are Americans not ready to hear? And it's just all of the most blatantly obvious things about this country from coming from Europeans. It was like, oh that you guys' health system sucks, it's like, yeah. We know that. We know. Like, I promise every single criticism you have, you possibly have to make about the United States, any reasonable person living here knows. Yeah, we know. Not ready to hear, like, we're aware of it. We're totally very not. aware of it. No. Yeah. We know all the toxic parts of our culture. But also, you know, at least when you order a large coffee in the United States... You get a large coffee, not... Oh, man, I just... Yeah. They look down on us for not drinking espresso. Like, American coffee, most places in the world, is, like, disgusting. It's like water. This is this was my experience in Europe, that they only had, like, espresso everywhere. But you know what else they have everywhere? Starbucks. You know... <laughs> Which, what if I would have seen as a bad thing and been like, oh, freaking globalization, you know, dominance of the Western world and all that stuff. Uh, but that was the only way I could have my coffee when I was over there. Because that was the, like, nowhere else actually had anything but, like, espresso. And I tried to drink it. It made me very sick. I mean, that's too much acid. That's the thing. What if you just don't like it? But see, but everybody over there, they that they do like it. Like that's what they're. But what if you're? Of. What if even then? What if you're over there? And it's, yeah. just, it's just not your thing. Like there's plenty of people that's... here who's like stuff that's like you know, considered yeah. like oh and like a part of like America. Like my dad doesn't like pizza. Do I think it's that's fucking weird. weird? Do I think it's fucking weird? Yeah, but like, was he body snatched? No. Hmm. I got nothing then. So just like even if it is considered the norm over there, what if you just don't like espresso? Yeah, well that's why Starbucks everywhere. This is also you know? true. Uh, although like one of the Starbucks we went to, they were like, "Oh yeah." We... First of all, most of the places we couldn't get them to understand what we were talking about when we were asking. Cute. For like drip coffee, um, and one place like, "Oh yeah, we only make that first thing in the morning, and then once it's gone, we don't make any more because no one wants it." <laughs> this is that Starbucks, bruh. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. So I, I felt I hated to be that person going to Starbucks. You know, but... I also have a caffeine addiction. And my stomach couldn't handle espresso, so what am I gonna do? Um... 
If I was a snob, I would probably say... If I was one of the people who's snobby about it, I would probably say die. But I'm not, I don't, so... I don't see that as an option, either. I tried. At least I wasn't, like, you know, immediately, oh, I'm not drinking that, you know? No, I, I, I feel that. Um, actually, my one weird thing about... There's... I have... I think the presence of a lot of, like, internet, like, change that started out in the United States having gone global is really interesting, because, like, my friends, when I was on the study abroad trip in St. Petersburg, like, we went out to the clubs one night, and then we kind of split off into two separate groups, like, a couple people went to this club, a couple people went to that club, and then we met up again in the morning, um, but one of the other group wound up doing, like, a 3 a.m. McDonald's run, and like they have different things on the menu in mm -hmm. different countries and like mm -hmm. one of my little things was like had I been there for a little bit more time and kind of not been like okay I have like one month to cram in as much culture as physically possible like I would I would I would have gone on a you know gone on a little Mickey D's run see just you know see what's yeah. different I went to McDonald's in Paris. It was very different. Precisely. Like... They even had macarons, which I got, because I'm like, how do you not get McDonald's macarons? I know. And also, apparently, like, I guess... I know that, like, McDonald's and a lot of international chains are not operating in Russia anymore for obvious reasons. But I guess one of the things they had was, like, they had, like, like shrimp, like, poppers. Like, fried shrimp? Yeah. My, uh, I mean, like, one of the things, like, one of my friends from that trip, like, when the, like, a bunch of chains made the announcement, like, oh, we're no longer operating in these regions, he literally retweeted the, like, headline and was like, the, sh like, the fried shrimp poppers are only available at, like, McDonald's in, I think this is what it is, McDonald's in Russia, and I had them, and they slapped so hard. You went here because I get to try them. And that makes me so sad. Uh, I know. Yeah. As much as American slash Western cultural dominance is problematic, to say the least, um, interesting results in some places where you get your little, little difference. It's like the fucking, what's it? What movie? Pulp Fiction. Yeah, the same <laughs> shit as over here. It's just a little different kind of fun pretty much nothing is all good or all, all bad yeah. you know generally speaking cultural imperialism bad but do we get some kind of cool things out of it occasionally sure the world is a varied place <laughs> full of wonders and disappointments indeed um actually speaking of uh international things this was a question that was posed by one of my friends in the group chat who uh lives in the uk mm -hmm. um do we think that regular bus drivers feel like emasculated or inferior when they see a double-decker bus because we don't you have know, those here well i've actually wondered the same thing but like, um, 
you know, have you ever been in bigger cities where they have the, like, the double long buses, where they have, like, the accordion thing in the middle? Yes. Like, I've wondered that about that same thing, because, like, it's going to take some skill to drive one of those. Yeah. You know? And so, like, the people that are able to drive those extra long, like, double long buses, like, the people that don't get to do it or can't do it, do they just feel, like, so inferior? Yeah. I feel like, honestly, if I was, like, driving, like, a normal bus and then a double-decker bus pulled right up next to me, I'd just be like, God damn it. Like, I'd be kind of salty. I would feel bad about myself in that moment. So I feel like the answer has to be yet, because the the other bus is more impressive. Oh, I guess. I was thinking about it more along the lines of skill, because I don't know that skill would be different with a double-decker versus a normal. I genuinely have no idea. Um, oh, no, I... Oh, yeah, it is in here. Um, you can't really see it that well because of the lighting, but on the bottom of my shelf there, I have a little Lego double-decker bus that I got for Christmas one year. I've got this snow globe. Little double-decker. Oh, gorge. Oh, and also speaking of Christmas, this is one of my mom's Christmas sweaters. The the time is upon us. Mm Mm-hmm. Loving it. Yeah, I'm running a, an ugly sweater 5K tomorrow, and I never got around to finding an ugly sweater. So what are you wearing? Well, I was going to wear my Christmas vacation hoodie, but then I realized I'm going to want to wear it when I get home. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel like it's going to be the vibe tomorrow, you know, because it's so soft. Like, I'm going to get home and take a nice shower and then put that nice soft hoodie, fuzzy hoodie on. That is understandable. Yeah, I might just dress normally and enjoy other people's sweaters, which is a little lame, I know, but rip oh well you know sometimes that's just unfortunately just how it be um but yeah if i was a bus driver and somebody else pulled up next to me in a double-decker bus i would definitely feel bad about myself in that moment aren't they all like double-decker over I there i don't know that i saw a non i have never been to london i don't know i'm sure this is technically very googleable but that is against the spirit of this podcast like you know I'm a big fan of the Googling, and I do a lot of Googling during the pod, but this I don't We don't want answers. Yeah, this I don't care. We want context. Sometimes. Yep. yep. Nope, I don't care right now. Yeah. Again, I would yeah. definitely be like, damn, that should, like, that should be me. Why am I not doing that? Well, and I've wondered the same thing about, like, truck drivers, mm-hmm. because there's such a big difference in, like, the loads that they carry, or, like, the size of the what do you call it? The, the, the trailer? Cab of... Not the trailer part, but the actual, like, part with the engine, the cab. Yeah, okay. Even though there's differences, you know? And, like, if you're just chugging along in yours and you just got, like, you know, normal trailer and then somebody else comes along with one of those extra tall ones or, like, added elements of danger, like, logs sticking out. I wonder, I'm sure they absolutely have to, because truck drivers have the, the CB radio, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like they all have to be, like, roasting each other. I, yeah, you know, because my stepdad is a truck driver. Oh my god, yes, you have inside knowledge. Yeah, and yeah, so I mean, that's one of the reasons I thought about it. I occasionally ask him stuff like that when it pops in my head. Um, But, like, I've talked to him on the phone multiple times while he's been on his truck, and I can hear the CB in the background. And and what are they doing? Like, hey, asshole. Yeah, they're pretty (laughs) much just talking about random things sometimes they're actually bringing up like traffic or like you know oh, there's a speed trap up here kind of stuff yeah but most of it's just like random we're driving for hours and 
That's the thing. I feel like as much as I'm sure there are many, many detriments to being a truck driver, I feel like the CB radio has to be one of the positives. Because mm-hmm. it's just, you know, free entertainment. Mm-hmm. If I was yeah, a truck yeah. driver, I would be, like, testing out stand-up on the CB radio. Are you kidding me? Like, I did all the time. I'll entertain um, everybody. I asked my stepdad how many times, like, how often somebody goes like this to him, you know, to get him to honk the horn. And he's like, yeah, it's like three to four times a day. Hell yeah. That is wonderful. I asked him, I was like, do you always honk? He's like, um, yeah, mostly. I know a lot of people who only do it if it's kids, but I don't care. Love it. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I am 24 years old. I still do that sometimes. And like, even if I am the one driving. Yeah, it's a good time. You gotta entertain yourself somehow. Um, oh, I also just remember one time, another time in the group chat, um, one of my friends from Chile, we were talking about, like, someone was like, oh, can anyone here drive a truck? And I was like, what do you mean? Like an 18-wheeler or like a pickup truck? And my friend was like, do you mean, and my other friend who was from Chile was like, do you mean like, you know, like a long-haul truck or one of those American cars? Maybe, like, an SUV is what they meant? Well, just because also, like, truck culture, not just, like, you know, actually, like, transporting cargo from place to place is a pretty uniquely American thing. And, like, American cars in general are just bigger, but trucks especially. So that was, but that was just, like, really funny to hear. Yeah, every once in a while I see a truck where I'm just like, is that necessary? And here's Does the thing, it need to be that big? 99% of the time, I'm gonna say no, but if you show me, like, an old, like, teal, like, a vintage teal Ford, mm-hmm. oh my god, like, a vintage Ford pickup, like, from the 50s, love that. I would drive that every single day. My dad used to have one of those. Those are so sick. I love them so much. And, like, I, I, uh... To quote John Mulaney, I don't know anything about cars. I meant to learn about cars, and then I forgot. All I know is what cars I think look cool. A lot of vintage pickups are awesome. And, like, I hate driving the pickup trucks at work because they are so large and unwieldy. But if you offered me, like, a cool, slick-looking vintage pickup, I would drive it everywhere every single day. I think I've ever actually driven a truck. I have several times now. I mean, I've driven giant, like, 18-passenger vans and SUVs and stuff, but I don't think they're, like, an actual pickup truck. I feel like having driven the van, that has to count. Yeah, I don't know. Those things are massive. When we would have, like, off-campus activities when I was a, an undergrad, I was, like, a volunteer driver. Oh, one time, um, for my, one of my, one of my science, required science credits, I took a geology class, um, and we had, like, a little expedition, or whatever, field trip thing, to, um, one of the, like, waterfalls in, like, a nearby park, where you could, like, you know, there was, like, a bunch, like, a bunch of, like, slate formations. Right. That was fun. It was, we used one of those trucks, and I just, dis- I just distinctly remember that I, somehow I wound up shotgun. I, I don't know urge, why. I have this urge to run to the next room and get the rocks. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> I gave you that for Harley. Uh-huh. 
cool fossil. I love a good fossil. Anyway, um, completely unrelated, but next question. This is from somebody on Twitter, and I already sent this to the, um, the chat for this, uh, video channel here. Out of nowhere, my nephew just asked, do you think Pavlov thought about feeding his dog every time he heard a bell ring? Yes. I feel like he absolutely had to have. He had to have unintentionally Pavloved himself while developing this theory. If you condition somebody or something or whatever to, like, do a certain thing when they hear a certain thing, by doing that, you were also having those things repeated for you. Yeah. You're going to learn to associate those things, too. Right, because that's the entire point of classical conditioning. Two things are paired together so often they become linked in your mind. Yes. So if he's constantly ringing a bell and then feeding his dog, linked. Very profound. Yeah, that 100% has to have been the case. Um, also, back when I was on Tumblr, um, I remember seeing a post that was like, I got this guy to like me by offering his favorite, offering him his favorite candy every time he saw me. Um, do we think that's ethical? I don't see why not. Yeah, honestly. Because, like, you're doing a nice thing for them. Precisely. Still, you know, and they're still a, a being with you know, sentience, like, they can make their own decisions. Yeah. They're not gonna, like, only date a person because they give them candy. If they didn't like that person, they would. Yeah. They you know, it's it's a, it's a tough game out there. Do, yeah. what, do what you can to give yourself an advantage. Classically, classically condition your crush. Absolutely. <laughs> like, people wear, like, you know, intense makeup that makes them look different than they do without the makeup, and that's okay, and that's yeah. Yeah, no. Um, you it's heard it here, point. folks. Yeah. Classically condition your crush. Yeah. It works. I think that's fine. I think that's fine. And, and I, I, I literally teach a class on ethics. So You know, okay, so then you heard it here, folks. It's fine. It's allowed. <laughs> I'm teaching that class right now. I love that for you. I keep, like, accidentally leading us into rather interesting segues because we're talking about, like, romance. And since we have entered St. Nicholas Cage month, I just want to, like, discuss the fact that Nick Cage has played a romantic lead more than, like, multiple times. Yeah. And, like, what do we think about that? You know what's great? I mean, I know we only we only just had the one Nicholas Cage discussion thus far. Yes. But I don't know if I'd ever get tired of talking about Nicholas Cage. No, I don't think it's possible. Yeah. Um. Probably not. Yeah, like, just thoughts. Well, like, he has range. He has range. You know? Um, wide variety of roles. Was Does this have anything to do with the movie City of Angels that I brought up during the stream? I mean, possibly subconsciously. <laughs> I kind of just randomly thought of it. I was yeah. like, you know? Like, I mean, that, that's a bold move to make. Well, especially more than once. Yeah, I mean, because I don't know... I can't think of other movies other than that that are, like, that have romance as their focal point. Moonstruck. Oh, uh, well, see, yeah, we were talking about that. I've never seen it. 
worth watching, I would say. And honestly, I watched it when I was younger and distinctly salty about the notion of romance-focused movies, so I'm probably due for another much more open-minded viewing. Um, but yeah, just... Again, it's happened more than once, like... Which is just so telling. Because if someone tries something and it doesn't, like, it, like it really flops... Generally, it doesn't happen again. Like, do we buy that, uh, for example, again, to use the movie Moonstruck as an example, uh, Cher in her prime was, her character was supposed to be attracted to Nicolas Cage. Like, do we buy, like, do we buy this? It's it's hard to say because I, I don't know how he was playing the character. You know, I mean, just, like kind just of... Google the movie. Just like look at him. That like that's. We'll start with that. Let me see, Nicholas Cage. Struck. Images. Hmm. That's. That hair's a choice. It's a choice. It is most definitely a choice. Actually, um, what year was this? He's so young. What a baby. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, I mean, 19, but it, okay, nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah, it's not just what he looks like; it has to do with his mannerisms as well. Because, like, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, like we we did face off for our first 
stream of St. Nicholas Cage month. Mm-hmm. And imagining him, like, his kind of over-the-top performance and something like that, it would be difficult to imagine. Yeah. But then he has more understated performances that I think would be, you know, easier to believe. Like, and I don't even know if I would necessarily say that Nicolas Cage was at any point particularly attractive, but, like, at least, like, here, he cleans up okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's fine. I mean, he's not an unattractive guy. He, hmm. Again, I can't decide whether or not I find, like, you know, in his prime, whether I find him attractive or not, because, like, Based on my history with not even just, like, guys that I've found attractive, like, any celebrities that I've found attractive, I find, quote-unquote, weird faces a lot more appealing than just, like, oh, yeah, like, chiseled jaw and, like, you know, kind of standard, like, your your Chris Evans's type shit. Yeah, I mean... I definitely am not more into the Chris Evans type either, but like, you know, when I say he's not unattractive, like on a scale of one to 10, like, like that picture you showed, like that version of him, I'm still only going to put him at a five. Yeah. I was like a five or a six. Yeah. So, but I just mean like, he's not bottom of the barrel. (laughs) No, he's not bottom of the barrel. And like, so, I mean, there's at least that. It's not like he's hideous. And the thing that I kept, like, kind of thinking, I, like, not kept thinking about necessarily, but a thing that occurred to me more than once during Face Off was that, like, again, as much as he is, especially in that movie, a kind of weird-looking dude, like, mm-hmm. he is at the very least in shape. Yeah. Which, like, all right, yeah, good for him. Like, it's true. all right. So, at the very least, he does technically have that going for him. Yeah. In many of his movies. Well, and I think, um, man, I think, like, putting the movie City of Angels up against something like Face Off is a really interesting juxtaposition, because those were back-to-back. Like, Face Off was the last movie, came out of his in 97, and then City of Angels came out in early 1998. I have to Google this City of Angels. So they were back-to-back movies. My mom and I saw City of Angels in theaters. I was like, I wouldn't have had my birthday yet that year, so I was 12. Um, Hmm. And so it's a movie where Nicolas Cage is an angel named Seth. And he comes down and he meets Meg Ryan because she's, like, working in a hospital and she loses a patient, so he's there for, like, the patient or whatever and to, like, comfort her. And they, like, fall in love, and he has to decide whether he wants to quit being an angel for her. And that's another thing, like, do you buy Meg Ryan falling for Nicolas Cage? Well, see, but that's the thing, right? So, in that movie, I, like, I've seen him in a lot of roles, and I have never seen him perform the way he does in that movie. Interesting. Please attempt to describe. He's very reserved and very quiet, soft-spoken. And he has, I like, kind of a... Because of that, he has sort of... Picture that. Yeah. And because of that, he has sort of, like, a, a mysterious and vulnerable kind of vibe that makes you want to, like, take care of him. Yeah. It's it's very different. 
I will be adding that to my watch list because holy shit, I don't even like I can't wrap my mind around it right now. Yeah. And like I, I mean, keep in mind, I haven't seen this movie in twenty something years, so this is my recollection of it. But, but I mean, I mean, so, still. Yeah, I have to put that like you know, that disclaimer in there just in case I'm misremembering something. But, um, but I mean, movie, you're not remembering it it as clearly like you know another just unhinged chaotic. Like, it's, it's, oh, it's yeah. definitely sticking out of your mind is different. Oh, yeah. And, like, I can still, like, see and hear certain scenes perfectly in my mind and the way that he talks, and, you know, it's it's very different. Um, and so that's why, like, thinking about him in a role like that as compared to, like, face-off mm-hmm. kind of performance, I can sort of see from City of Angels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Moonstruck, a bit more like, he... I don't even know how I would necessarily describe that because he is playing this character who there's a lot of like kind of like he's like super bitter and like and right like there's a lot of stuff simmering underneath so he has a lot of these moments where he does his kind of like insane flying off the handle thing but just in a more realistic um less stylized way than in something like Face Off but he also but like there are some like there are I mean, you know, it's supposed to be a romantic movie. There are obviously quieter moments. And I feel like the fact that he's, like, such an angry dude in that movie, like, doesn't necessarily do him a ton of favors. Mm -hmm. But again, I mean, that's part of the whole thing. Yeah, it's just... hmm. Yeah. But yeah, in City of Angels, just very soft-spoken, gentle. He's an angel. Fascinating. Yeah. You know what we should do? Do tell. You and I start back at the very beginning of his credit list and just watch every Nicolas Cage movie in we order. absolutely should. That sounds like a blast. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, Hell yes. you know, like, you've seen some I haven't ha- seen, I've seen some you haven't seen, and I think if we were to just watch all of them and get the full range of his performances, that would help us interpret you know, each individual one better. We will become Nicolas Cage film scholars. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, going back to the the, orig- the made-for-TV movie that was his first credit on IMDb. No, I'm so like here for it. I'm so here for it. And then, <laughs> we end, then we end by talking to the man himself. I don't know how I'm going to make that happen, but Jesus Christ, can you imagine? <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be fantastic. I, again... The mortifying ordeal of just asking for things stops me from, like, reaching out to a lot of people, but sometimes I'm like, like, just, what if I was like, hey man, you got 45 minutes, like, at any point? Yeah. Not gonna cost you anything to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe someday. We'll see. God, that would be fun. What the hell would we even, what would we talk about if we are to keep format? What the the fuck would we ask that man? Because I am sure he has things to say. I feel like we would have more of an idea after seeing all of his movies. And you're so, you know what, we are going to make this a goal for ourselves. Um, Make it a meme now, make it a trending hashtag, publicize this, tell your friends. We are going to watch every single Nicolas Cage movie in order, and then, um... Nick Cage on the podcast, putting that out into the universe right now. I'm trying to come up, I, I'm not going to be able to do it at the moment, but I'm going to come up with a really good name for this. 
I love it. There's got to be something. I do actually still want to try reaching out to the director of Rubber. Because that's such an indie thing, I feel I feel like he might actually be like, yeah, I'll, I'll give these two idiots. I'll give these two idiots an hour of my time. We need to know what happened to Robert after. I know! Oh my god, I love that movie. So, that movie was... Yes. The insane movie is such an art... It is truly an art form. Did I tell you that I had a student talk me about that movie in class, like, a few weeks after? No way. You did? I was like... Robber, you say? <laughs> I was like, I love that movie. And the look she gave me was like, how do you even know what that is? And she was talking about Velocipaster, too. And we still have to watch Velocipaster. There's a lot of things yes, we have to watch. Yeah, there's a second one coming out. So we gotta watch it. Oh my god, we will get to it. We will 100% get to it. But, um... What a world we live in. Hmm? What a world we live in. I know. What a... and, we get... and there's a Jeff the Talking Mongoose movie coming. I just can't. <sighs> With Simon Pegg in it. Do the boys know about this yet? I don't know. Oh, man. Maybe uh, when you email side stories again, you can throw that in there as an attention getter in case they're not aware. Yeah, no, that honestly, that might not be a bad idea. Um, again, continuing to just find weird segues... I mentioned the boys. This is about uh, this next video that I found on Twitter that we're discussing. Um, again, it's kind of just a discussion. Should, do you think, should I let the? I'm gonna. I'll let it play a little bit because I just want to give people like a little bit of context. Give them like, mm, like thirty seconds. While you're doing that, I'm gonna grab a sweater out of my closet because I'm cold. Love it. Let's see how good you're. <laughs> Come on. Hello. I'm never too far away. Oh, do we have a problem? Let's see how good your etiquette is. This. Oh no, it's not working. It's taking its sweet time. Hold on. Ooh, and now we are frozen on the screen. Oh no! I what, what in the world? What? Okay, why don't I just open this on regular Twitter instead? Okay, cool. Now it's working. Let me just drag this over here real quick yourself as much as you can here i'd probably go to this let's see how good your etiquette is this one's a no-brainer i'd definitely go all the way to the right you want to space yourself as much as you can here i'd probably go to the same thing because anything else and you're kind of too close to people you definitely don't want those two in the middle because then you're like stacked between people is this a thing this one's a no-brainer you want to go directly in the middle otherwise you're okay so basically this video is a girl reacting to this guy's live stream where he's discussing like the etiquette rules of like when you enter a men's bathroom like a men's public bathroom to like use a urinal which one you should go to if there are other people already like at urinals 
and apparently there's like a whole like set of just like rules and like things that one should and should not do when choosing where to pee were you aware that this existed before i sent this video to you yes i would say to some degree i was because i was like yeah if there's no if there's one single person and then just another row of empty spaces and you go right next to that person that's obviously weird yeah but when it starts getting into the like it's every other like it's there's like uh one space then a person space person that that i was not aware that there were kind of like rules but i feel like we all follow those rules like almost instinctively in different contexts like you're getting on a bus or you're picking a seat in a waiting room yeah. Like, you're not going to sit directly next to the only person. You're going to sit, like, as far away as possible. And I've definitely had that kind of moment where it's like, there, people are sitting every other seat, and I'm like, oh, we're, we're mm. maybe I'll just stand here. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like, again, it's, I think it's just another part of U.S. culture, in a way. Yeah. Because a lot of places it's the opposite, where it's rude if you don't sit next to, you know, the one person on the bus. But... I think we all kind of automatically do that math in our heads. Yeah, I guess I kind of I just mean, never thought about it that way. Yeah. I mean, so that's why it's like, I mean, I've talked to guys about this before, which is what, you know. I feel I'm like it is higher stakes, though, if someone might, yeah. like, see your genitals based on your, based on the choice that you make. But that's the thing. Don't they, like... I mean, I've never used a urinal, but, like, don't they see each other's genitals all the time? It's kind of hard to avoid. I have no idea how, um, a bathroom... I mean, like, I've been in, like, a gender-neutral restroom that has, like, a stall and a urinal. Yeah. I do not yeah. know how the, like, the row of multiple works. Yeah. I mean, I know that a lot of them have, like, the little divider, but it's not going up high enough that you can't just, you know... Even if you're not trying to, the peripherals... Yeah, if you're close to like, somebody. I don't know how a men's bathroom works. Why do I is the question. <laughs> we yeah. really need a guy to, like, weigh in on this. I know. I'm out of friends, though, is the problem. Don't you have one there? What, Kyle? Yeah. I don't know if he's here yet. Okay. He said he was going to arrive at some point during recording and he would try okay. to be quiet. Like, just ambush him. He's like, come here, come tell us. Regale us with tales of the men's urinals. <laughs> Thrust the microphone into his face. Into his face. What's it like? No. Um, yeah, I don't know. if I heard something, but that could be Ollie just having his own little private zoomy time. Yeah. Well, and this is lower stakes as well, but I feel like I do a similar thing even with bathroom stalls. You know? Yeah. Like, if there's one person in there, you have a stall right next to them. Yeah, I would say it's lower stakes. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, I guess I do kind of do that. It's, the stakes aren't quite as low if you have a shy bladder like I do. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Which is honestly- I seriously have trouble going to the bathroom if I think someone can hear me. 
it's hmm. somebody I know. Yeah. You know, I I would honestly prefer for a bathroom to, like, be crowded than for there to be one other person in there. Yeah. Yeah, because then you're not noticeable. Yeah. Like, and also if it's, like, a a situation where it's, like, you're at a concert and it's, like, intermission or some shit, and it's just, like, long line at the bathroom, like, you take the first, like, it removes so much of the, like, weird social pressure and, like, Mm -hmm. doing the mental calculation of, like, oh, is it weird if I use the stall right next to somebody? Like, it's just, like, okay, like first available go everything's loud so nobody can hear you pee takes out all the math and the consideration and just you know simplifies it down to open toilet use toilet yes oh existing in the world it's hard isn't it though very difficult i don't recommend it (laughs) we say living beings being only perceived by other living beings who also exist in the world. Yep. Sorry. We don't have a choice. Um. Until we rip a hole in a different dimension. I don't think that, um. Based on the way those, uh, Neuralink chips are going. Mm. I don't think we're getting that for a long ass time. I think we will both be long dead by the time that that happens. Or we could have, like, a Wally situation where our brains are just, like, in the digital world all the time. A what? So, I mean, technically we exist in the world, but, like, mentally not so much. Oh, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Now I know. No, I've, you know? I've, I've yeah. seen Wally. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> oh, I love that movie so much. I hate when people say it's boring because there's no dialogue for, like, the opening, like, like the first act. Yeah. You're simply wrong. I my I saw that movie in theaters. My mom fell asleep. Aw. Because there was because there was no dialogue. It's boring. You are incorrect. Was she maybe just very tired? I mean, possible. But she and my sister laugh about how boring that movie is and about the fact that she fell asleep in it. Hmm. So. Well, I mean, we we've, we've had conversations before about certain people and their lack of taste in certain areas and when they don't think certain things are funny which objectively makes no sense i mean you can just say my sister because she does not listen to this podcast and probably never will i think marcel the shell is not funny i her sense of humor baffles me i just don't get it i don't get it either what goes on in a person's brain that says that is not adorable and funny. I simply, I simply don't understand. But also, like, I understand why she doesn't listen to the podcast because, like, she has to listen to me talk anyway. She's had to listen to me talk for eighteen for eighteen years minimum. Like, mm-hmm. why would she volunteer to do it more? I get that. Thus is existence with siblings. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Anyway, um. Technically, our social math thing focusing on men's bathrooms in particular was the last thing that we have slated for today, and we've been going for about 45 minutes. I'm not against this being a slightly shorter episode, just because, you know, shake things up, have some long ones, have some short ones. And we're both struggling. And we do both appear to be struggling. We're just doing great. Today was just not... 
It was neither of our days, but that's fine. We yeah. still, we still, we still did it. At the the beginning of my first class yesterday, like I did my usual set of reminders for assignments and things, and then we were about to get in content, and I just kind of stared at the you know the screen on the wall for a minute, and then I turned home and I leaned on the podium and I said, "All right, guys, I'm on level with you." <laughs> I hit my hard my head. <laughs> there we go. That's a bad sign. I hit my head super hard the other day, and I am just not with it. So I'm going to do my best. We're going to try to bear through here, but I have cut this down significantly, and we are not going to be here long. <laughs> and I just, and I told them, I explained, it was like, you know, the water meter and the bolts and how they, you know. Oh, God. You know, I, ex- I explained it, and the looks on their faces was just, it was very funny to me. And then I just was not, like, I don't remember anything I said. Should you be alone? <laughs> I mean, it's been three days. Okay, If I yeah. was going to go into a withdrawal bottle by now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I really just wish my head would stop hurting. That would be really, really oh, swell. I'm there so was sorry. a point to me telling you that, like, bringing that up, and I don't remember what it was. That we were struggling? A... Yes, but there was, like, a specific purpose that I'm forgetting. Oh. <laughs> like, there was a reason. I don't remember what it was. Do we want to try and follow that thread back, or...? Do we also both have cold sores that are healing? Mm-hmm. Great. We are falling Real apart fun. before your very eyes. Yeah. That's making me miserable, too. Twinsies. I always get them. I never get them on my top lip. I always get them on the bottom. This is only, like, the second one I've had in my whole life. What's that like? Well, I take medicine for it every day. I'm not supposed to get them. Because, um, I usually, I usually get, like, the ulcers inside the mouth. Which is caused by the same thing, and I would I would have like four or five of them in my mouth at a time. Jesus Christ, girl. Yeah. So I've I've been taking a thousand milligrams of lysine every day for like fifteen years. Alright. And so I'm not supposed to get these things, but whatever. Rip. Yeah, no, I tend to get them kind of often in the winter, which like sucks ass, but Yeah, not fun. Sometimes that's just how it is on this bitch of an earth. I really don't remember what the point of bringing that up was. And I know as soon as I, as soon as I turn off the record, you're gonna remember. I probably will. Man, the look on their faces, too, when I said that. (laughs) I, honestly, if I was sitting in class and I just had a professor that I, like, was not particularly close to, just be like, listen, I'm gonna level with you. I'm dying. Like, I would have lost my shit. Yeah, I was like, like that would have just been unbelievably funny to me. So like, I get it. I really do. I was like, I gotta be honest. My head has not stopped hurting. I got these like cuts and lumps under my hair. Like, I actually specifically said these things. But like, have any of y'all had that experience where you've hit your head like really hard like that, and a couple people in the class were like, <laughs> <laughs> so they get it, get it. Yeah. So there was definitely a couple people who I was. They're like, oh, I, I'm with you. I totally got you know what's going on because i you know again i've had a concussion before it's not a new thing to me it's just i don't remember my headache lasting this long before just kind of i would just like it to stop now that would be super yikes 
<laughs> yeah, it was... Yeah. <laughs> but hey, we still we still pulled through. We're... I'm, I'm proud of us for that. Yeah. Still making it happen. Somehow. Teamwork makes the dream work. But, um, yes. I think that's... I think that's gonna call it for... I think that's gonna bring us to the end for today. Yeah. Hopefully by next week we'll have a... Mended. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm uh, putting that out into the universe. Um, we're gonna be way more put together next week. It's gonna be great. Yeah. We're gonna be super yeah. professional and we're gonna crush it even more than we have already been crushing it for this yeah. entire podcast. <laughs> crushing it. Um, I so badly want to be really corny right now and find a thing to physically crush, but I... God, I wish. Um, Does this count? It's craft glue. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Oh, rip. Oh, well. Um, as always, thank you, friends, for fighting with us. We appreciate each and every single one of you, and we will be back again next week um, in top form. Peak. <laughs> Adios. This week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly and Dr. Sarah Brooks. You can find other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your other favorite listening platform. Follow us on Twitter at BridgetKelly98 and at AndSarahSaid. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch and Facebook, and join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the ACAST supporter feature, or consider donating to our Patreon for early access to episodes and fun bonus content. Thanks for listening! Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.